When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. The Super Bowl is set. The Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. A lot of America wanted something else. They really wanted the Ravens and the Lions, but it's not to be with the sentimental edge. Instead, it's the team of the generation against the team of the year. So it's pretty stacked in my eyes, and it's a it's a rematch of Miami. Next week's shows are going to come from Las Vegas. Uh, so I did. I wanted to ask for a little bit of help as Joel Brooks and I'll head across there. I don't think we're Vegas guys, just as a sort of, that won't shock anyone, I don't think. If you have any advice around Vegas for me, so waitly at sen.com.au. So that's a starting point. But what I really want, we want to catch up with Australians in Vegas. We want to bring them into Radio Row is expats who have gone over and made a life. And it doesn't have to be in sport. So Colin Funky Miller's over there. He's been on the show before. So hopefully we'll be able to get him to come to Radio Row. But Australians in various walks of life, do you know of Aussies who have who have moved to Vegas? If you do, we'd love a steer in a few different directions so we can tell you the stories of expats over there as well as the build-up to the Super Bowl and, of course, all that's happening at home. So if you have any leads on that front, I'd love to be able to catch up with a few. Waitley at sen.com.au is the email. Plus, if you're going, so here's, oh, I did like this. We're going to need more information here, 232. I'll be there, Jared. Used to watch Don Lane's Match of the Day every Tuesday night. Lifelong Niners fan, and it'll be my first ever game. Tell me more. Tell me more. Waitley at sen.com.au. Super Bowl teams are locked. Flights and hotels sorted. Just need game tickets and the SEN listener party in Vegas. And we're all set. 104. Tell me more about that. So I did notice that the the entry level price immediately after the matchup was set is 8,200 US at the top. And then that market fluctuates. It's one of the fascinations. Ricky in Adelaide, as an Aussie Chiefs supporter since I was born, that's 37 years ago, thanks to my uncle who moved to Missouri and sent me Chiefs and Royals clothes as a kid. This era is unbelievable. Never thought I would see the day we would be the villains. But Mahomes seems to thrive with that. So as much information as I can gather from you, Waitley at sen.com.au. Please email Australians who you might know who now live in Vegas, those of you who are travelling, particularly first-timers, and the big experience that is about to unfold. I'd love to share those stories with you as we go. The 49th. So this time yesterday, it was Dean. Dean said the 49ers were done and the Lions were on their way to the Super Bowl. It felt like one of the great 
jinxes, and so it did prove to be. And there it is. The 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. NFC champions for the eighth time in their storied history. And now a chance to go and win their sixth ever Super Bowl. In a game they were down 17 and looked out of it at times. They find a way with an unreal second half. There wasn't really much said. Kyle said a couple things. Fred said a couple things, but we kept it simple. And so went out. We all knew what we had to do. Season's on the line. We're down 17. So um, I think everybody stepped up. And when we played really good, complimentary team football from there. Brock Purdy, who's been the discussion of much conversation. And this is not a team, not a big comeback team, the 49ers, but to win their way to the Super Bowl, they had to do it twice. Mark from Vermont has text through with people going on about being disappointed with the Super Bowl matchup, which is a huge 49ers fan for 43 years. I don't understand. I'm wondering, uh, will you be over there calling it? How do you think, what do you think about the matchup? And I can't wait to hopefully exact revenge for 2019 marks from Vermont. Uh, ben Graham is with me in the studio for these exact matters. Um, oh, Ben, welcome. Thanks for having me, Jared. Are you doing okay? Yes, yes. Well, not really. Well, I was uh, a little flat after yesterday's game between the Lions and the 49ers. Uh, when you have a team that you played for that gets so far in a season with an opportunity like that, in the NFC Championship game to lead by 17 points and we'll probably dissect the game and what Dan Campbell should have and shouldn't have done. But they did let one slip. I, I spoke to an ex-teammate of mine who's in the pro personnel department and they're gutted. They're devastated. Uh, but they know they'll come back hungrier than ever next year. But they're sticking together, which is which is good to hear. So in your heart, so the Jets and the Lions are the two biggest part of your, even though you played a Super Bowl with the Cardinals. Um, what What's your affection for the Lions? Well, I have the luxury to, the Jets, I embarked on my NFL career and spent probably the most time there, created some great relationships uh, with the family. The Super Bowl with the Cardinals was an exceptional ride. I uh, won't speak much of the one game with the New Orleans Saints, but the <laughs> Lions is where I ended my career. And, you know, when you have a team like that, where you understand the city and the fans and the heartache that they've endured across decades of Detroit sport, let alone the Lions, we remember the 0-16 teams. Even when Dan Campbell got there their first year, they went 3-13-1. and So to see where they've come from and what they've built, both through the draft, but the players they had on their roster. And you remember the trade back with Matt Stafford and Jared Goff. Matt Stafford goes to win a Super Bowl, and where does that leave Jared Goff? And so it's been an exceptional ride that Dan Campbell has and the players have taken us on. But to be in that position, I, I was nervous. I was, I, I just couldn't imagine how the fans would have been feeling. And watching that game in the bowels of Channel 7 preparing for our show that we had to rip up the script because yeah. everything was about the Lions win. And they are still one of four teams that haven't played in the Super Bowl. Uh, hopefully for them uh, next year it will be a different story, but we, we have got a great matchup. We've yeah, got yeah. two so great don't, Just don't leave Detroit yet. So okay, the, the okay. two weeks of winning at home and all the stories that were intertwined in that. So the the what was it the 56 year season ticket holder the 80 year old who was parade at Eminem in the stands so you know that community and you know that ground and just the 
if you're a Bulldogs fan or a Swans fan or a Richmond fan, you sort of know that the rise from the success-starved years. Did, did that? What sort of emotion did that draw in you watching them have those weeks? Well, it, I was on the bandwagon in a big way. In 2011, uh, we played a home game in week 17 to clinch a playoff berth, and I saw it with my own eyes in the stadium at Ford Field. You felt like it was an outpouring, not so much of relief, but of an achievement that they've been starved of for so long. So you knew that, you know, 10 years later, to win the division in the first time in 30 years, to host a playoff game was a was a brilliant feather in the cap. To play again um, at home in front of your home fans and win the way they did in such exciting fashion, it was, it was the sky's the limit. And with Dan Campbell... He just gets you to buy in regardless of whether you are a fan, an ex-player, or we're calling them the people's team. Yeah. Because people wanted to see the Detroit Lions because they, they it's not just a fairy. They're a good football team. They are built very well by the front office through the draft. Um, so the, the, And we know that in any given Sunday component of the NFL, who knows what next year's look like especially with um, the Packers. Looks like they're going to be okay too in that division. But just the, it, it, as much as the excitement and the fanfare around the Lions' journey this year, there is the ah, typical same old right. Lions sort of sentiment to it, which is the disappointing part because you wanted to see it so much for the fans. Daniel's text through, lifelong Lions supporter, thanks to a father who worked at Ford, had flights and accommodation booked, cancelled now. But I have been to Ford Field numerous times, including two weeks ago when we beat Stafford. Oh, Daniel, what an experience. Just send through a follow-up text uh, and just share what that was like. We watched that on telly, but what it must have been like sitting there. And to watch the game, and you saw clips from Ford Field during the game yesterday, and there wasn't a spare seat in the house. The playoff tickets to the Buccaneers game was the second most expensive non-Super Bowl playoff ticket in the history of the game. So you knew that the Detroit fan base was getting behind them. Even if they couldn't get to the game, they still showed up to be a part of it. But you just saw the outpouring of grief at the end of the game, the shots of the Lions fans with their heads in their hands and the tears rolling down their faces. But that's what happens in sport, right? Takes you on an emo- emotional roller coaster. <laughs> Here's Dan Campbell, the coach in the aftermath. Sometimes you can only say so much, you got to live it, unfortunately. You got to get your heart ripped out, which we did. And it's a lesson learned. And look, I told those guys, this may have been our only shot. Do I think that? No. Do I believe that? No. However, I, I know how hard it is to get here. I, I'm well aware. And it'll be. It's going to be twice as hard to get back to this point next year than it was this year. That's, that's the reality. And if we don't have the same hunger and the same work, which is a whole other thing, once we get the offseason, um, then we got no shot of getting back here. I don't care how much better we get or what we add or what we drive. It's irrelevant. Um, it's going to be tough. How universal is that? Just you get your heart ripped out. Well, it is becoming from a, such an emotional coach that – you know, you remember his first speech as a Lion 
Lions coach talking about taking them out at the kneecaps. Like, you know that the players uh, play for him, but their, their future's bright. I know that they don't know if it's their only opportunity or not, but you think of, they know now Jared Goff is their future quarterback, especially for next year. They know they've got David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs at running back that almost exploited what they did in the first half, the 49ers run defense. They've got Amon Ross and Brown and Sam Laporta and Jack Campbell and Brian Branch on defense. So they've got a great roster to compete um, in playoffs. So the future's bright, Jared. but um, no consolation today. Not, not just today. No. It, the second guessing is whether they should have kicked the field goal to level things at 27 points apiece. Yeah, so I spoke about this yesterday and there was times during the season when they were in a similar situation and Dan Campbell stuck to his MO and that he's being aggressive and going for it. So it would have been a disappointment from a player's perspective on the sideline saying, hang on a minute, our coach has been promoting this, but then he goes conservative here. So it's what got the Lions to where they got to. Now, there was two fourth downs that they went for, which were questionable. The first one was a Josh Reynolds drop, one of two drops that I think contributed to the momentum change. The second one, uh, it was probably more questionable. But again, um, they convert that. It's a completely different story. They kick the field goal or they miss the field goal because Badgley hadn't been that automatic anyway. Uh, look, hindsight's a wonderful thing. We we never thought that Brandon Ayuk was going to catch a 40-yard pass off the helmet of a Lions <laughs> defender to the one-yard line either. So, so many things in the game. But I we love his aggressive approach. Uh, did he gamble too much on that particular play? Uh, I'm not going to question him because he's been doing it all year. All right. Dean from Plenty has text through. He's just followed up for us. Decided after game one, the 49ers were going to make it. So I booked that week. Not bad for my first ever game. Leave next Wednesday for a week. Staying at Caesars Palace and going to see you two at the Sphere. Oh, Dean. Right, oh, Dean. I've got your mobile, so we're going to stay in touch. Jared, a must eat in Vegas is Del Frisco's Steakhouse. Tell them Sean sent you. Do you, do you know Vegas? No, no, I've, right. I've only, well, this is, it's only been a football town for That's right. a couple of years. So, you know, we've, I've done the footy trip thing. I've done the trip with the family. I mean, we, we lived in Phoenix, so it was only a five hour drive. Um, but no, I'm a bit nervous about Vegas as you are, I know. Should I watch Obliterate in the lead up to it? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Hangover. The 49ers. So... Not a team that plays from behind. Not renowned for comebacks. In fact, the coach sort of said, we haven't done that. They had to do it two weeks in a row. Brock Purdy is, I think everybody would know that he's the last man picked in the draft, Mr. Irrelevant, all of that that went around last year. It had just been decided that he was a, he was just a quarterback. He's a game manager. And then he's been required to provide winning drives. He did it last week. Not to huge acclaim. There's absolutely no denying him what he did yesterday. I agree. And I think that the criticism leveled at him throughout the season has been unfair. There's been times when he's looked like a game manager, which is probably what that offense needed with so many stars on it. But he proved over the last couple of weeks, he didn't have a great game last week, but the last quarter when they needed their quarterback to stand up, he did that. And this week he did it with his legs. It That, that was the surprising 
part that the Lions actually allowed him. I mean, they probably never expected him to run the football. But he's, um, when you think of Kyle Shanahan, they haven't been great at comeback. Last week, it was the first attempt in 31 come-from-behind victories in the last quarter. It was an amazing stat. And from a 14-plus point deficit, he was 2-29, and and they did that this week. But there are only three-point games, those two games. So if it wasn't for the Packers' missed field goal, and it wasn't for a couple of drop catches and a helmet catch to Ayuk and potentially Dan Campbell not going for it on fourth and three, it's a different story. I think they're vulnerable. I really do, um, but they are a good football team. They've proven that across the journey. What helped them yesterday was Debo Samuel was fully healthy. Their three losses throughout the season. He was injured in the Browns game and went out early. They lost. They lost the next two without him, so he's important. We know George Kittle can play. We know uh, Christian McCaffrey is their key. They All they need is Brock Purdy. They don't need Brock Purdy to win the game. They need him to not lose the game. And it was the same conversation we had before he got injured this time last year. But there's, you know, the, the Lions emotion aside, the 49ers have proven to be the best team in the NFC all year. And that's after the Eagles completely fell off the cliff. Yeah. Uh, the Cowboys lost that playoff game after being such a red hot regular season team for the last three years. So they were sort of gifted a little bit, but they had to earn it over the last two weeks. Um, but Brock Purdy's got a huge role to play. He's the third youngest quarterback to start a Super Bowl and the lowest drafted quarterback ever to start a Super Bowl. It was fascinating watching the number one, former number one pick, Jared Goff, versus Mr. Irrelevant uh, last week and, and their storylines. But you have to remember, he's only in his second season as a starting quarterback in the NFL. So a very young man. I love these messages. So Keaton coming through. Dave, after watching the show Hardcore Porn for many years, I was barracking for the Lions. The eight-mile strip in Detroit seems like a really tough place to live. And that's, you get your M&M references richly through that. And Andy in Dalesford is a 50-year-old Swans, Rabbitohs, and New York Jets fan. I know the pain. The Lions will roar for you in the next few seasons and it will be very sweet. 0433 98 11 16. Advice for Vegas? Not really a Vegas kind of guy, I don't feel. If if you can offer some guidance, uh, you can text, but also email me. I'd, I'd love a bit of sort of long-form correspondence. Waitley at sen.com.au. Melbourne's weather, cloud clearing, top of 24. This summer, be prepared for extreme weather and sign up for the SMS outage alerts at unitedenergy.com.au slash notify. This was their best chance with a Lamar foundation, with the people they had. Burrow goes out. Deshaun Watson goes out. You know, the the AFC West is a mess for the most part. AFC South's a mess. Uh, Rodgers gets hurt. All these things had a line for them. Off here and, from Mahomes, you know? Yeah, right? but the, even the Chiefs look vulnerable the whole time. The Chiefs lose to Vegas on Christmas yeah. Day, and we're like, oh, that team just doesn't have it. Um and they get the home game, first one in 50-plus years. And it's like, you're just never going to be in a better position than this. And they still couldn't beat Mahomes. So what's going to ever make them think they're going to beat Mahomes? Bill Simmons assessing the Ravens' missed opportunity. Uh, I know you were in here yesterday, Benny, and I stuck my head in the door. I couldn't believe how badly Lamar Jackson and that team played at, at home with that opportunity 
staring them in the face. Completely wasted season. I'm a huge fan of Lamar Jackson. I've loved the decision that the Ravens made to keep him. You remember at the start of the season, they shopped him around and no other team really wanted to pay him the contract that he deserved. They stuck with him. They changed the way that he's played from a pure running quarterback to a passing quarterback. And we've seen signs of him being able to do both effectively, complemented by that defense. But against the Chiefs, they looked awful. And the decision by Todd Munkin not to run the football, they ran for 229 yards against the Texans. And the Chiefs allowed 182 yards by the Bills last week. But yet, apart from Lamar Jackson, their running backs had six rushing attempts. So the expectation was that Lamar Jackson was going to beat them through the air. That red zone interception that he threw to Isaiah Likely in triple coverage, that will haunt him for years yeah. to come. It was it was a really I mean, this is let's not take anything away from the Chiefs because their defense is elite. Best defense that Patrick Mahomes has had since he's been in the league. But the Ravens offense was awful. Uh agree with Everything that everybody says, you said it, that you haven't been sold on the Ravens all year. It's a big game. They were expected to win at home. Wasted opportunity because they, again, like the 49ers in the NFC, they were the best team in the AFC all year. Two-week build-up to it. Um, Just the first thread on Mahomes is just his first six seasons and the comparisons statistically to, to Brady, who we all regard as the greatest of all. It's phenomenal. Their sixth straight AFC championship game. He's 28 years of age. He's played 14 playoffs already. It's, and they're going to his fourth Super Bowl. And if you look at those comparisons to Brady at the same age, Brady won one more Super Bowl. But if Mahomes gets this, it's three apiece. Mahomes went has been to six AFC championships. Brady went to three. Mahomes has got a better home and away record. Touchdowns, 258 to 167. Mahomes dominates. And interceptions, 69 compared to Tom Brady's 87. That's at 28 years of age. Now, Brady went on to play another 17 years, and he's got the record to show for it. But this could be anything for Patrick Mahomes. We're, We're talking about the comparisons, and potentially no one can ever compare to Tom Brady. But we're seeing it, and we talk about it every year. It's unfolding in front of our very eyes. When it comes to the playoffs, you can never write Patrick Mahomes off. And we've seen that after what was a interesting season, to say the least, for the Chiefs. We saw the cracks starting to appear. We saw the self-inflicted wounds, the drop passes, the penalties at untimely stages of games. But he's awesome the way he controls his offense. He reads the defense. Everything slows down for him. I mean, again, they weren't amazing offensively. They did what they needed to do. It probably says more about the Ravens' inability to score, but he is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. No doubt about that, Jared. They played the Miami Super Bowl, these two teams, the Chiefs and the 49ers. Mahomes has won both of his from deficits entering the last quarter. Was it Jet Chip Wasp? Was that the, the, the defining play of Miami from memory? The long pass on third down, to Tyreek Hill, and just I'll never forget the change in mood. We were behind a stronghold of travelling jet of uh, Chiefs fans who'd never experienced success, and the progressive slumping of shoulders as the 49ers scored 10 points in that third quarter, 
And then that one play changed everything. They scored 21 in the fourth quarter and won. Amazing. And that, that you know, the 31-20 scoreline really doesn't tell that story, does But he did it last year as as well. And, and I'll always say it, if there's a quarterback I want the ball in my hands in the fourth quarter, with a lead or not, would be Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but this is a, a rematch. We know that revenge is going to be the MO for the 49ers. They talked about it after the game. It's taken them four years to get back there. But I just talked about this is the best defense that the Chiefs have had in the Mahomes era. Steve Spagnola, what he's done with that defense, even without Willie Gay uh, on the weekend, they, they, they are unreal. And the 49ers, Brock Purdy's going to have their work cut out. All right, uh, have a listen to a few of these. So advice for Vegas, we need to collect that over the next week. Waitley at sen.com.au. Megan, go to Fremont Street Laser Light Shows every hour and the locals will. What a hoot. James, if you're at a bar, do some small bets and your drinks prices halve. Oh, that's good knowledge. Uh, Daniel, who, who went to Detroit. I've been to the AFL Grand Final, but it was nothing compared to Ford Field two weeks ago. It was the loudest sound I've ever heard. My son is two years old and already been to a winning playoff game. We attended the party at Comercia, uh, Comerica Park uh, before the game. It would have been better if it was 20 degrees Celsius, not Fahrenheit. Worth every cent to go and experience the whole event and the game. I even thought about going over for the Super Bowl. Daniel, thank you for sharing that. Is there any chance Brock Purdy getting credit that he now deserves? His second half yesterday was Herculean. If Lamar Jackson or Mahomes had produced those numbers, running and passing to win a championship game, you'd never hear the end of it. That's from Glenn. I'm a Jets fan and... Boy, do I know what it feels like to have failed campaigns season after season and the disappointments with Sanchez getting oh so close to a Super Bowl appearance, losing to the Steelers in 2010 championship game. That's from Greg. A longtime Lions fan, lived in Detroit for a few years back in the late 90s. Suffering, suffering. So devastated, John in Burwood. And went to Vegas in November 2020 and saw a game there, blown away by the stadium. And there's not one bad seat in the house. Atmosphere is simply incredible. I'm sure the Super Bowl will be the same. Open, canned, Bud Light beer drinking along the strip and the tailgate was an interesting experience. Daniel in Pasco Vale. Ping through your messages, 0433 98 11 16. And send your emails, Vegas advice. Australians who have moved to Vegas and now work there, we'd, we'd love to meet some and to share their stories with you. Waitley at SEN dot com dot au uh, ben uh, so the show's based there next week uh you arrive early in the week so i look forward to seeing you there can't wait jared good luck in vegas you'll be fine i'll be a few days in so we'll see what you, sort of you might meet on. a few aussies that live there but you're certain to see plenty of aussies that have traveled for the big game in the week leading up to it now looking forward to it looking forward to the call next monday week um, but yes, we'll see you next Tuesday. Ben Graham will be part of uh, Super Bowl 58 together in Vegas. Here's Nathan in the newsroom.